Thank you for listening to the podcast of Palmetto Baptist Church. We pray that as you listen to the following message, that it will encourage you to continue to connect, grow, and serve in your relationship with God and with others. John chapter 14. If you have your Bibles with you, open with me to John chapter 14. We'll read verses 15 through 18 and verses 25 and 26 of John chapter 14. Gospel of John chapter 14, beginning with verse 15. These are the words of Jesus. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Verse 26. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. How many of you, raise your hand if you've ever seen any of the Star Wars movies. Raise your hand. Anybody? All right. A good number of people. Raise your hand if you've seen all six of them. There have been six so far. Okay. Uh, A few of the folks who raised your hand the first time. There have been six so far. There is a seventh one that is scheduled to be released in the theaters Christmas of this year. Star Wars 7. Those Star Wars movies are among the most popular movies in box office history. In fact, of the top 50, uh, of, of the 50 top grossing box office movies of all time, going all the way back to silent films, five of those six Star Wars movies are in those top 50, and the sixth one is in the, it's just within the 60th percentile. The first Star Wars movie which is uh, part of what you saw right there, came out in 1977, in May of 1977, and it is still number six in top gross box office receipts. Very, very popular. Uh, Science fiction, of course. The story revolves very simply around an evil empire and some good good old boy rebels who fly in these rocket ships trying to take back the galaxy from the evil empire. The main evil guy in the empire is a fellow by the name of Darth Vader. And the good guy who's trying to lead the rebels to uh, take back the galaxy from the evil empire is a, a young uh, Jedi fighter, that's what they call these guys, these young guys who fly these, these jet, air, jet rockets throughout the galaxy. Uh, his name was Luke Skywalker. And there are a lot of religious undertones in the Star Wars. And uh, if you do any research at all, you're going to find that most any faith on the planet claims some element of their belief system in Star Wars. And, and uh, my purpose this morning is not to go through all of those things. George Lucas, who came up with Star Wars, said himself, by the way, he was raised Methodist. I don't think he's that devoted a Methodist today, but he was raised Methodist. He said at one time that many of the themes in Star Wars came from his upbringing as a Christian. Certainly there is good versus evil, but there are some elements that 
that really do remind me, at least, me being a Christian, they remind me of some of the aspects of our Christian faith. One of them is, is some strange thing called the Force. The Force, when I first saw it in Star Wars, reminded me of the Holy Spirit. Now, the Force is not the Holy Spirit at all, and I'll show you that in just a few moments, but it reminded me of the Holy Spirit. The Force is invisible. The Holy Spirit is invisible. The Force is enormously powerful. The Holy Spirit is enormously powerful. In fact, we believe all-powerful. The Force uh, can enable people to do, at least in Star Wars, to do what they ordinarily could not have done. The Holy Spirit empowers Christians to do what we ordinarily could not do. So there are similarities for sure, but there are some major differences as well. And I want to share with you four major differences, not so much to lift up the force, as, but as to lift up the Holy Spirit. Because especially in churches like Baptist churches, churches of Baptist teaching, we have tended to play down the significance of the Holy Spirit. And we've done that in a, in a reaction to the Pentecostal movement of, that started about 100 years ago uh, back in uh, the early 1900s. But I think in our attempt to play down the Holy Spirit, we've, we've done the Holy Spirit an injustice. What is the difference between the force in Star Wars and the Holy Spirit? Well, first of all, the force in Star Wars is impersonal, whereas the Holy Spirit is a person. The force in Star Wars is always referred to as an it. Everybody say the word it. The Holy Spirit, however, is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a him, a he. In fact, in, this, in the passage that I read to you, these are the words of Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit. He says in verse 17, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives in you, with you, and will be with you. The Holy Spirit is a person throughout scripture. He's referred to as a, as a, as a he. And so the force which is not a person at all in Star Wars, is different from the Holy Spirit in, a, in an enormous way in that the Holy Spirit is a person that you can actually have a relationship with. Number two, the force in Star Wars, the force is divinity, that is his godness, is uncertain. In Star Wars, you don't know whether the force is divine, that is God, or not. On the other hand, the Holy Spirit is God. One thing that is crystal clear in the New Testament and really the Old Testament, if you study it right, you'll, you'll find that the Holy Spirit is the very presence of God. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're talking about God. In Luke chapter 1, verses 34 and 35, an angel is talking to a virgin named Mary, telling her that she's going to have a child. And she says, how, how can this be? Since I'm a virgin and the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the most high, that is the most high God will overshadow you so that the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is, is listed with the, the Trinitarian Godhead, Father, Son, and Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit as one with God. And then in Acts chapter 5, that really weird situation where 
where the church has gotten popular. And so people are giving money to the, to the early New Testament church. And those who are, who are selling stuff and giving everything they own to the church, they're being praised. And up comes this guy named Ananias and his wife Sapphira. You remember that story? Ananias, somewhere along the way, said, Sapphira, I tell you what, we got some real estate here. You see how everybody's looked up to who, who sells stuff and gives it to the church. Let's sell our property and let's give, not all of it, not all of it now, but part of it to the church. But let's make out like we've given all of it. And Sapphira said, sounds good to me. And so they did that, thinking that they had not gotten caught by doing it. But Acts chapter 5, beginning with verse 1, says this, Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, sold a piece of property, and with his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet, gave it to the church. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit? And you've kept for yourself some of the money that you received for the land. Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? After it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? Now, interesting, uh, notice he says, why did you lie to the Holy Spirit? And then the last statement Peter makes here is this. You have not lied to men, but to God. Therefore, equating the Holy Spirit with God. You see, the Holy Spirit is a person and the Holy Spirit is God, uh, unlike the force. Third, the force is good, but it can also be bad. You see, Luke Skywalker, as he grew in and matured as a Jedi fighter, he could use the force for good. But if you know anything about those movies, you also know that Darth Vader, the evil antithesis to anything that was good, he also used the force. The part of the force that he used was called the dark side. And so the forest was either, could be either good or bad. But the Holy Spirit can never be bad. Being the very presence of God, being God himself, the Holy Spirit can only do what is good and right and just. And anytime the Holy Spirit leads us, if we are understanding the Holy Spirit right, he will lead us in ways in which he's always looking out for our good. Paul, the apostle, said in Romans 8, 28, which, by the way, is a whole chapter about the Holy Spirit's work in the life of a Christian. He says, for we know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him, those who are called according to his purpose. The Holy Spirit does that in our lives. The force is both good and bad. The Holy Spirit, however, is all good. And then finally... The force in Star Wars could be manipulated for human purposes. But the Holy Spirit can't be manipulated at all. The Holy Spirit is God. We don't manipulate God. The force could be manipulated for human purposes, but the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to fill us and to guide us for God's purposes, for divine purposes. Again, verse 26 in John 14, Jesus says, but the advocate, what is an advocate? A person who comes along, stands beside you, supporting you. The advocate who is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, what's he going to do? He will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. The Holy Spirit wants to fill us 
Don't underinflate. The Holy Spirit wants to fill us that he may guide us toward God's purposes. He doesn't manipulate us. Manipulate is a bad word, isn't it? You ever, if you feel manipulated, you're not, if you come up to somebody and say, you manipulated me, you're not complimenting them, are you? Hello? Hello? No. Manipulate is a bad word. What the Holy Spirit does is fill us and he guides us. Guide is a good word. Filling us is a good word. And when he fills us, he better enables us to accomplish God's will for our lives. This was the same thing in the early church. Acts chapter one, verse eight says this. Jesus said to his disciples, he says, but you will receive power when? When the Holy Spirit comes on you and then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit's role is not to manipulate us, but to fill us and guide us toward divine purposes. There's a story about the 1800s evangelist D.L. Moody. I've shared it with you before, but I know you've forgotten it. So I'm going to share it with you again. D.L. Moody, very popular evangelist in the Chicago area, but he was widely known all across our nation. He was invited to England on one occasion to conduct an evangelistic campaign in England. And some of the of the uppity pastors there, not that all their pastors are uppity, they certainly aren't, but but. Some of the uppity pastors in England didn't really appreciate that this uneducated shoe salesman turned evangelist was being invited to lead an evangelistic campaign in London, England. And one of those pastors said in a complaint, he says, why do we need this Mr. Moody? He's uneducated. He's inexperienced. Who does he think he is anyway? Does he does he have some monopoly on the Holy Spirit? And there was just dead silence. And another pastor stood up and he says, no, sir. D.L. Moody doesn't have a monopoly on the Holy Spirit, but it sure does seem that the Holy Spirit has a monopoly on him. That is what we need as Christians. We need to be filled by the Holy Spirit, guided by the Holy Spirit, and we need to allow the Holy Spirit to have a monopoly on us. So I leave you in this sermon with a phrase that you would hear a lot in Star Wars, but I don't mean it exactly the same way that the Star Wars folks did. I mean it in a Christian sense. My prayer for you is that the force will be with you. Not the force in Star Wars, but the force who is the true force, the person of Jesus Christ who comes into your life and mine. We call him the Holy Spirit, and he's a good guy. We need him. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, in this congregation, potentially there are those who've never invited you to be their Savior. And yet the most important decision we will ever make in life is the decision to invite you into our lives to save us. And I pray that if there is someone here who has never invited you to be their Savior, never been saved, as we call it, that they would come today and say, hey, I don't know how to do this, but I just want Jesus in my life. Lord, I would imagine that most of the folks here are Christians. There's a time that we came to believe. We placed our trust in you to save us. But Lord, my guess would be 
that more often than we'd like to admit, we wake up in the morning and find ourselves underinflated when it comes to the presence of the Holy Spirit in each of our lives. And so, Lord, my prayer for us is that we, beginning today, will experience a brand new, full filling of your Spirit so that we can live this life the way you intended it to be lived. In Jesus' name, amen.